Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell, and this is another Total Outdoorsman Tuesday episode. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how to camp in a hammock. Hammocks have become so popular. They've been around for a long time, but, you know, when we were kids, Ben, you really just thought of those, uh, I don't know if there's a proper name for them, but just kind of those twine net-style hammocks, and mm-hmm. boy, I, you probably fell out of them more than you actually stayed in them because they yes, were tough to stay in. But mm-hmm. that was kind of what we thought about as children. But today we have all kinds of hammocks, particularly that parachute material has become so popular in the outdoor world with people that like to go backpacking or overnight paddling trips. They are so popular. People have them hanging on their decks. They just leave them hanging there, hanging out in their trees. Parks put up hammock uh communities yeah they put yeah. up these these poles and areas for hammocks you know i know one of our community centers here locally actually has a place for hammocks to hang and you can go inside and, and check out a hammock and go take it outside and hang it up so it is a very popular outdoor i don't know if you want to call it recreation i it's, think it is I, I do think it's it's recreational yeah, yeah. It, it's a way to relax outdoors they're so popular now they're very affordable now they're lighter weight we're going to get into the ins and outs of how we use them, or maybe in Ben's case, how he doesn't use them. <laughs> um, but I personally love them. I, I love to take them camping. Um, I find them very easy to use, applicable, and they bring me some security because I like getting up off the ground. Hammocks, like you said, Brian, I've been around for a really long time. We had a local outdoor gear store that was in. It's actually called Dynamic Earth. And they were bringing new things to the area that most of us in the recreation world really hadn't seen or been a part of. And that is where I found the first place that sold hammocks that weren't your rope that's been twisted into this carnival-like obstacle course. Because <laughs> The hammocks that my friends had growing up, they were that rope type. And I'm telling you, you had to like slide in and be careful because if you got too heavy on one side, you got over two side. If you got over too much on one side, it flipped and it completely flipped on you. And it reminds me of the carnival games that these carnival ladders that you had to climb up to win a prize. And so Dynamic Earth had the very first hammock that I saw that you could camp with, sleep in. Um, They had this brand called Eno and there were Eno hammocks. Right, which is Eagle Nest Outfitters. Yeah, and this company was just getting started, I'm guessing, because all they had was a hammock. That's all they were selling. There was just this parachute-thin piece of material that they were calling a hammock, and it looked so different from what I had grown up with as hammocks. And so me and several of my friends bought them. And we're like, we gotta go try them. We gotta go. We gotta go use them. We gotta see if these hammocks are better than the terrible hammocks we used in the past. And that was my first time using a real hammock to ever camp in, to sleep in, to even just chill in. Mm-hmm. What about you? When's the first time you ever used a hammock? Well, I did look up Eagles Nest Outfitters, and they started making hammocks in 1999. In 99. 1999. Okay. 
But when I was in college was when I first started hearing about these Eno hammocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hanging around you and, and some of your crew and started hearing about these. And I honestly, I was impressed. So I went and got one. Um, but I really just used it kind of like we said earlier, recreationally. But it was so much easier to use. At that time, I thought it was just a recreational thing. I didn't realize that people were using them for for backpacking and actually camping in and sleeping in. Also, did not know that they had rain flies for them and that you could actually go out and be dry. I thought it was just something that you chilled in in the backyard. Yeah, I mean, after a few months, they started also selling the rain flies with them. And then like a year later, we started getting some with bug nets and started getting all these pieces that were like, oh, cool, now you can truly go out and camp if you really wanted to. Then I actually had my hammock for a long time before I ever truly like spent a night or slept a night in it. We've probably told the story on the podcast before, but when I learned that there was like a complete sleeping camping system was actually from you. Uh, one of our good friends had a, uh, we hosted their bachelor party and we got a campsite at a campground. So we were doing what we call car camping. You drive your car right up to the campsite. You, you set up camp and that's where you spend the night. Um, that night we actually ended up in our cars. Thank mm-hmm. goodness they were there because we had quite the storm. But that night we we had set up a, a tent, a big six-person tent, and several of us were all going to hang out and sleep in this tent that night. But you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just going to hang out by myself. I've got my hammock. And I thought, well, what the heck? What if it rains? Well, you're doing your, your Ben Brandell thing. You're pulling out all your gear. Next Here thing you go. know, you've got a matching Eno Rainfly oh, yeah. over the top of this hammock. And you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. So I'm... I'm starting to wrap my brain around, well, that would have been a lot easier than this huge tent as far as how much to carry, how much space it took up in the truck, how long it took to set up. (laughs) I could have been by myself instead of with a couple other stinky dudes, you know, like thinking through all this. But that night, wicked storm Mm -hmm. uh, rolled across the lake that we were camping by. Um, I mean, we were literally from the inside holding the walls of our tent up. And I... I told this story so many times it was just such a vivid, <laughs> vivid memory. Uh, and at this time, you know, you and I were pretty new friends. We, right. we hadn't hung out together a well, whole lot. I didn't really know the guys that were are, there. Were right. even there, yeah. So you're you're in this hammock. Uh, you're, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away from our tent. We're holding this thing up from the inside because there was like, I'm going to guess 60 mile an hour winds. I mean, at least 60 mile an hour winds. Let me paint a picture for you. The winds were so strong that we thought we had a fire that was completely out. Mm. And by the, tor- by the time the storm passed, we had a new coal bed that was raging orange mm-hmm. because of how quick and ferocious this wind was. It brought this fire back to life. Yeah, we didn't even know there was coals <laughs> We didn't in even it. know it has coals in it. It's crazy. But anyway, we're holding the walls of this tent up, and I thought, man, I need to check on Ben. Like, he's in a dang hammock hanging in these trees that are about to snap in half. So I, <laughs> I unzipped our tent door, and I peek my head out around. I have to kind of look behind where we're at. <laughs> and Ben, the wind is blowing so strong, it is catching his hammock and is holding him parallel to the ground. He's not swinging back and forth, no. blowing in the breeze. He is held perfectly parallel to the ground. <laughs> the wind is just holding him out there. But you can't really see him because he's got the hammock pulled over his face like he's cocooned inside this thing. So I yell, hey, Ben, are you all right? And all. All I see is like a, a butterfly coming to life. He cracks this little hammock, and I just see his little face stick out, and he goes, 
I'm good. <laughs> and rips his hammock back shut over his face. Yep. And he was. He was content. He was in this hammock. But I was, uh, for me, that was kind of my awakening of like, man, this there is some usefulness to this hammock. Right. It's small. It's light. You can really have a, a night's rest in this thing. Yeah. And, you know, to, to share about that night, there was no storm that was supposed to come in. This was like a rare thing that just like took place. And so I wasn't scared because there was no rain, there was no thunder, there was no lightning, there was nothing but just this crazy wind. And so I actually felt safe inside there. Now, if if lightning and thunder would have been taking place and now we're starting to get rain and moves into hail, like, I'm not staying in this cocoon hammock any longer. I'm out. <laughs> not when so, your truck's right there. <laughs> yeah, when the truck was right there. So, you know, it was really, the storm itself was weird, but I do remember that night like it was yesterday mm-hmm. because there wasn't really anything I could do other than just to ride it out. And you were riding it out. <laughs> I rode it out. So um, a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, that was my first hammock that I had ever bought. It was the Eno hammock. It was called the Double Nest, which allows two people to be in it. Um, I guess they sold single versions, but... Well, they the, still do, yeah. They probably still do, right? I, but the, um, the workers at Dynamic Earth were like, you need to have a double because it's just even more comfortable for you, too, just even when you're by yourself. Well, that is one of the biggest tips I can give. If you want to get into hammock camping, if you are actually going to spend a night, or even if you just want to take a, an afternoon nap in a hammock, get the double size. Whatever brand you're buying, get the one that is made for two people. For Eno, we are not sponsored by them. Nope. It's just the brand that we use. And I'll be honest, the only reason that we use that brand is because when we bought our hammocks, it was the only one that we knew of. And then that's what I'm trying to share. Like this store isn't even in business anymore, but when they come out, like they were, they were selling like the newest, coolest things. And we all were like, what's next? What do you right. got? You know, I mean, disc golf was, was blowing up too. You also had what was called Gibbons slack lines. And so slack lines was a movement too, that was coming through at the same time as these hammocks where you went up and you, you found two trees and you set up a slack line, you and your buddies, you just go slack line for Gosh. the afternoon. And- I can remember when that movement hit and uh-huh. I'd be walking. I was in college at the time. And I'd be walking through campus and people would just pick a random spot on campus and set these slack lines up and be slack line and all. I'd go to class. They'd be there. I'd come out of class. They'd be there. I'm like, do you even go to school here? Or are you just here slack line? They're just slacking, know. man. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're slacking. They're slacking for sure because they weren't going to class. Uh-uh. They probably just thought it was a good place to go show off and there's a lot of big trees on campus, but. I have never even actually tried that, but it is fun. I mean, uh, that's a whole nother topic, but you can start learning how to bounce and jump on them. I mean, when you get real good, guys are doing flips and landing back on them. I even wanted to, I wanted to do it over a river one day, like to really stretch one out where you could do it over a waterway and fall in and jump. But anyway, there, that movement came through, and that's really when these Eno hammocks were starting to come into play too. Um, so there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of accessories for it. I mean. Maybe you could have find, found some stuff online, but during those days, we didn't do a lot of online shopping. You literally went to the brick and mortar stores to buy what you wanted. Right. And, you know, the Eno hammock was popular. You you did have to purchase your straps, though. Yeah. Um, you do need straps for a hammock. They, yeah, to this day, they don't come They don't come with the straps. Not not this brand, not yeah. Eno, but there are brands that do actually come with built-in straps. The point of all this, though, is there are several brands. Now, you can so even many. go to Walmart, and I think it's 25 or 30 bucks. get the brand that they carry there. Uh, and I'll be honest, I've seen those. There's a, Amazon has their brand, of course. They have their brand of everything. 
they're not bad. They're not the same. They're not quite as high a quality, but they're not bad. They are they are usable for sure, and they're similar to that that parachute material. We're just talking about Eno because that's what we're familiar with. That's what we use. That was the only one when we got into the the hammocking game, I guess you could say. But you are going to pay a little bit more for the Eno. I think from all the brands that I've seen, they're one of the more expensive. You're talking 75, 80 bucks for the hammock. Then you're talking another 20 to 30 bucks for the straps. You're talking another 75 bucks if you're getting a rain fly. And then like another 70, uh, 50 to 70 bucks for the bug net. You can buy kits that all of that comes together. And that's like 250 to 275 dollars for all of that. I don't use all of that. I just have the straps in the hammock, and then I've kind of made my own of the other things that's a little bit cheaper. I have hammock camped a lot. I have spent many nights in the wilderness, um, even just in my backyard, even guiding some trips for um, we'll call urban, urban guiding where we're in the city, but we're in the backyard. I mean, I've slept in a hammock a lot. Um, it is fun. If you've never hammock camped, you definitely need to do it. You really need to go do it. However, the older I get, the less and less that I have hammock, hammock yeah. camped. Let's, let's give let's give a couple tips for people if they are going to do this. And I mean not just take a nap, not just lounge yeah. in the sun. If you're going to spend a night, two, three, four nights, however many nights in this hammock, let's give some tips because there are some things you want to do and some things you want to stay away from that are going to make your experience better. And then, you know, Ben, you, like you're saying, you don't really like doing this anymore. And I have moved more towards it. We've kind of yep. went opposite directions with the hammocking. And we'll share both of our reasoning for that. And I'll, of course, show you why you're wrong. Okay, perfect. Bring it on. <laughs> but so, what are some tips if somebody wants to get into this or maybe they're doing it and they're like, this isn't that great for me. Is right. there anything I can do to make this better? So to start this off, I'm going to let Brian kind of tell you the tips that works for him. I want to share... We we're talking about accessories and the things that you can buy. Let me give you a list of all the things that at the end of the day you could get for your setup if you chose to. If you wanted to have the full gamut. If you want to have the full the full the range. The hammock so mansion. You have to have the hammock. <laughs> Don't forget it. Once you have your hammock, though, your second piece you must have are some sort of straps. You have to have straps. You can make your own straps. Um, you can buy different brands to go with different at the end of the day, you have to have something to attach your hammock to two anchor points, which leads me to the third thing you have to have is two anchor points. If you don't have a hammock, something to attach the hammock to your two anchor points, then you can't have a hammock. Those are the basics. You what have do you mean have. by anchor points? Two trees. Right. Two trees. <laughs> two trees. That's going to be the best. That's going to be what most people use. Um, I have seen uh, people, uh, matter of fact, Brian actually hangs his up out on his um, porch. Yeah. On my, and, yeah, on my back deck, I hang it between uh, yeah, a, one corner post and another post, and we. What's the difference between a porch and a deck? Oh gosh, this is gonna be this is Blake <laughs> Adams. We have had this conversation. Oh, Blake, okay. Blake's right. one of our past guests okay. back on our fly fishing episode, and and I would say yeah, I will my my covered deck, and he he I think he says no, if it's covered, it's a porch. If it's not covered, it's a deck. And I I'm really, like, li I like that. And I'm like, no, it's on the back of my house. It's a deck. No, you don't, Blake, you're porch right. Porch is the front, deck is the back. <laughs> that was my argument. Oh, the back deck. Yeah. Back porch. The back deck. <laughs> anyway, I do hang mine up on my back deck. Uh, I'm able to hang it. It's a covered deck, so I've got the posts, and I take it from one corner post over to another post, and it's a great thing back there. I have seen people, there's actually some people in my neighborhood that 
they have them out there. I think they bought them just for their back deck, right. and they leave them out there. And you see, kid, my kids love to play in them. We all we all like to go sit in them. Two, three of us can all and sit in these. If you buy the double nest ones that we're talking about, the ones for two people. Yeah. But double nest is Eno's brand. When we say double, it's you. It's wide enough, basically, for two people. For two people. However, right. if you ever land one with another person, it isn't very comfortable for very long. So, right. <laughs> but that, that that's that goes into later what I want to talk about yes. or why I got away. So, here are some of the things you can you can get for your hammock. So, but the point of all that. You gotta have two anchor points. You gotta have a place to hang this thing. Correct. You have to have a place to hang it. Then from there, you can get into purchasing a rainfly. So there are brands of hammocks. So there's companies that make hammocks and they also make rainflies for their hammocks. You can make your own by buying a tarp. I was and gonna setting say it up. This is where I have saved some money. Mm-hmm. Now what I have given up with this is a, a tarp is heavier and takes up more space in your pack than a rainfly that comes with your hammock. However, for me, it makes more versatile because if I choose that to lay on the ground or uh, need ground cover to lay on or just cover up, I, I feel like I have way more options if I have this tarp with me. And it's bigger and longer than the one that comes with the hammock. So I get more coverage out of this, and I really feel like I can stay dry and keep a little bit more bugs off of me. Right. That leads into another thing you can get, which is a bug net. Mm. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, today a lot of the hammocks come with a built-in bug net. So you can buy a hammock that already has a bug net wrapped around it. You can buy bug nets that you put around your own hammock. Um, To make your own bug net, that's pretty difficult. When I say you can buy a tarp and make your own rainfly, you can. But to to try to buy whatever netting and, you know, a bug net, you're literally zipping yourself in this cocoon net um, to keep any and all insects off of you. Right. And that's hard to recreate. So if you can purchase one, that's probably the best thing to do, um, especially if you're going to be camping in the summertime. You know, it's spring here. This is a great time to get your hammock and go out because the insects are um, few, sometimes far between. I will say that it is April and I'm already finding ticks where I live. We've already found ticks on us. And so they are out. It's not even summer yet. So depending on where you live from your spring into your summer months, be careful. But insects like the flying ones, mosquitoes in particular, that's when I really want my bug net out there is to keep them off of me through the night. Now, we've talked about the hammock, straps, bug net, and a rainfly. You know, that's that's really the core that people buy, take, and ensure that they have when they go. But there are lots of other things that people swear by that they have to have for these things. So you want to be comfortable when you're sleeping in your hammock. So a lot of people will take a sleeping pad. That sleeping pad is going to lay in the bottom of your hammock. And it does serve as insulation, number one. It does insulate you a little bit. It does, and it'll keep you more warm. But also, it provides you, well, people say, more comfort when sleeping because you're not necessarily, um, your feet aren't smashed up to your head. You know, it's going to kind of level you out just a little bit more in regards to hammock sleeping. Me, I have to have a pillow, period. No matter where I'm at, from the ground to hanging in a tree, whatever, I have to have a pillow, and that's another thing people do purchase and take with them. Um, I actually have an Eno pillow. They make that. They had that. Um, I've moved on to some other brands now today, but a pillow is something 
that is really beneficial to take when, when hammock camping. Then they have what's called under quilts. Now, this is kind of up for debate, but I'm seeing a lot of people today using under quilts. And the reason is because your body is hanging off of the ground and wind can literally blow underneath you in your hammock. While it's doing that, it can remove your body heat. Thus, that's why people are, are putting these under quilts underneath their hammock to keep them more warm. Yeah, it's basically a blanket that is the shape of a hammock. It wraps around the whole thing. So that's another thing people are buying to go with their kit. Then you have people taking it even a step further because some people are not just car camping or just hanging out. They're actually using this as their whole setup for backpacking. And so they actually buy a smaller, tinier hammock that they put underneath their main hammock so that their backpack and equipment can hang in off of the ground and still stay dry in a storm or rain because of the rain fly that's over you and you over your mini hammock. I'm not sure I get that one. Couldn't you just hang all your stuff off of your straps? Well, it impacts. Your straps actually have a, a, a maximum weight that can be on them. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't know your body weight. I don't know what straps you bought or how much it can hold. But when you take all your other equipment and you strap it to the end of your strap, you're adding more weight to your straps that takes away from the weight that it can hold. Also, as you as you apply more weight to your straps, that impacts how your hammock is taut or stretched or, or how you have it placed. Also, in the middle of the night, if you want something, that's why they've designed these swinging hammocks underneath because you can bring your arm out of your hammock and you can reach your bag underneath you. Mm. Whereas when you have a bag mm -hmm. hanging at your head or at your feet, it is more difficult to get your equipment, thus you almost have to get out to get to your bag. Yeah, the way I the way I do it, I always have my stuff at the base of one of the trees, so I do. I have to get out of my mm. hammock to get anything. You have the little pouch that the whole hammock folds up into that's actually part of the, it's sewn to it. You can keep a few things in there. I'll usually have like uh, a battery, a battery that charges my phone and a flashlight and a few things right there in that, but yeah, to get another sweatshirt or to put on another pair of socks or whatever you have to get out of your hammock. And that honestly, I have grit and bared really having to use the bathroom or really wanting a pair of wool socks for my toes because you're in your sleeping bag in that hammock. And the last thing that you want to do is get out of it, especially if you're already cold. But sometimes you do, you, you have to climb out of that thing in the middle of the night in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes you, you're cold, you need a sweatshirt, whatever it is, but if you can't reach it, you got to get out. That's right. You know, you also brought up another item, um, a sleeping bag. A sleeping bag you definitely want to have really in any weather camping <clears throat> because if you do get cold in the night, you can always crawl in it. And laying on top of that also provides insulation as well from right. you, or for you. <clears throat> um, something that I forgot that you are going to have to have I forgot to tell you is if you are using a rain fly, you will also have to take stakes. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to use some heavy rocks you find, great. Tent stakes, yeah. It's really hard sometimes to find rocks and sticks that you can use. So take aluminum, those lightweight tent stakes that you can actually stake your rain fly out so that it holds correctly. It's kind of hard to use a rain fly if you don't have tent stakes. Brian has done that before with his tarp. He's laid that over without really stretching it out, and it worked for him. But if you're buying, let's say, the Eno, the Eno Rainfly that comes with that, if you do not stake it out, then it will not cover you correctly, and you will get wet. Right. I, I've seen that firsthand. That only worked for me because I was using a big old 9 by 12 tarp. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yep. Hanging all the way down to the ground. What about, there are a bunch of accessories now, too, that are comfort items, I'll say. You yeah, don't I mean, have I've to seen, have them. What are some things that people yeah. are including now that to make... 
things more comfortable. Yeah, I don't own these, so I don't have any experience, but some of my friends that we've been out camping, I've seen them have them. Um, two things in particular that come to my mind. One is lights. So these little mini, I'm going to call them Christmas lights, yeah. battery-powered Christmas lights. They have lanterns, too, that you can hang from yeah. your uh, line above you. Yeah, yeah. so it, the lighting that goes with that to, to kind of a, maybe A, so you can find your spot of an evening when you walk to it, um, so you don't lose it in the dark. Maybe you have to get up and go to the bathroom, and when you come back, you want to be able to find it easily. You know, they have the Christmas light style. Maybe you leave it all night, and it you sleep because it brings you comfort with like a nightlight. I don't know. Um, another thing is it's kind of like a... Um, it's 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 kind of like webbing, but um, they stretch it. It's almost like a ridge line, but it allows you to clip whatever you want to to it. So you were talking about a lantern. Like if you had a lantern, you could take some mini carabiners. They they come. Some of these kits come with little mini carabiners where you can clip whatever to whatever you wanted to up above you, so that it's not laying down in the hammock with you. It keeps it above you. Like some of them, some have like pouches and bags that so you can slide your phone in. Um, and I'm telling you right now, there's probably even more accessories than you and I even know, you know, because they have been around long enough now. Plus, they've been so popular over the last several years. People are, here's another one I, I just thought of. We just talked about an under quilt. There's actually a company that makes a full quilt where it wraps completely around the hammock. So it cocoons around the hammock. Um, I don't know why you'd want that, but maybe... Maybe you feel claustrophobic. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you feel claustrophobic without a sleeping bag or inside a sleeping bag, and you want another option. Again, there's so many different things out there that you can buy um, to try to make it better for you. But at the end of the day, for me, Ben Brandell, it is still a hammock, which means I'm still in a shape where my body is bowed. I am not flat. Well, that leads to one of the best tips I can give you. You know, I am... I'm a taller guy, and so when I hang my hammock, if there is any shape to it, I mean, if it's shaped, uh, what's what shape would that be? Crescent? Banana? Banana, If, it, if it's yes. kind of like a banana, if it's got any of that bow in it, I cannot sleep in it. And if I do, when I wake up, I am hurting mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So the best tip I can give you, and I'm going to say uh, really for any size person, but especially for taller people, Hang the hammock tight. Now, when you hang it tight, it is a little easier to flip out of. Yeah, a lot easier it on some of them. It is easier to flip out yeah, of. So, sure. practice it, sleep in it, but I hang it very tight so that I am laying as flat as possible. I like to hang it tight and then put my sleeping pad in it, and it makes a nice little sleeping spot. But if you sleep in it, and it's in the shape of a banana... One, it's not going to be very comfortable. Two, you're going to wake up and you are going to be hurting. You're going to have a crick in your neck, a crick in your back. It's hard to get really any rest like that at all. So hang it tight. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say is hang it as high as you can and still get in it. So for me, that's going to be, I like to hang it like if you think about um, basically where your belt goes across uh, the back of your back so to get in a hammock properly there's another tip for you how you do it it's kind of like getting in a kayak you want to turn around walk up to it backwards put your booty in it set down first and then turn and put your feet in so when you do that i like it to be kind of your belt line 
your lower back. That way when you sit in it, it still has good tension, but you're high enough off the ground, you're not scraping or anything like that. One of the reasons I like sleeping in a hammock is that I am up off the ground. Mm. You are giving up some body heat and things like that, but you're not worrying about snakes crawling across you, cockroaches crawling across your face, raccoons stepping over the top of you, anything like that that may make you just lose your mind waking up in the middle of the Well, night. but you are still having to battle frozen booty syndrome. Frozen so, booty syndrome, yeah. yeah. FBS is bad. And it, it does. It does get cold if you don't have anything underneath you. If it's warm, I don't use a barrier underneath me. Right. If it's cold, then I do. I use a, I guess it's an inflatable. You just blow it up with your mouth, a, a sleeping pad, and it makes it really comfortable, and that barrier will keep, uh, will keep you so much more warm throughout the night. Keep your feet warm, your shoulders warm, everything warmer than that. Other tips I can give you, Ben, you've already mentioned the pillow. I the, the pillow that I like the most is actually, it's a, I think it was like an 11 or $12 pillow that I found at Walmart. You blow it up. When you pack it down, it's like half the size of your fist. It's really small. But what I love about it is it's built specifically for hammocks. So it has a little strap and a carabiner at the top. So you clip it into your carabiner on your hammock. And that way it stays in your hammock. If it does, for some reason, you move around and you push it out of your hammock, it's still hanging right there, and you don't have to get out of your hammock to get it back. You can just grab it and stick it back in in there with you. A great sleeping bag, I think, is really important because these hammocks are really thin material. They aren't going to keep you warm. Uh, what's going to keep you warm is your sleeping bag. So something like a 20-degree bag, if you're going to be camping any colder than that, then I would not camp in a hammock. Yeah, and you know the winter months. Those listening that have know that you do have to buy your blanket, your you know under quilt. You'll have to have something like that to keep you warm, and and that's why you are. And, and maybe that full over quilt that we talked about works even better in the winter months. I don't know, but anything there, below freezing for me is really my cutoff. If it's above yeah. thirty two, I can sleep in a hammock. If it's below that, then I'm gonna get in a tent. Yeah, and that works for you, and 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 stick with what works for you. That you listening, you may be like, you know, I love to do that in the winter time. Go ahead. You may be listening and saying, I don't even like hammocks at all. Yeah. That's okay, too. That's okay, too. You know, today, there are more hammock options than there's ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, when I was in college and, and these hammocks, the movement was starting to happen, there weren't a lot of options. And I went with it. I bought all the stuff. I tried it. I've done it. I just, I'm still not sold. Right. I'm not sold, you know. All right, so tell me, why don't you, so now when we go, you don't even take your hammock. I do, I sleep in it. A lot of our friends sleep in it. Um, Some of our trips last year, everybody was in a hammock except for you. Why not? So let's break down the mindset for me personally is, am I car camping or am I backpacking? So I have to ask myself that right off the bat. What are we doing? Are we hiking a lot of miles or are we driving to a a pretty close spot? It seems like a counterintuitive question to ask, though, Ben, because these the whole idea is that this is small, light and packable. That's like what made them so popular for backpackers. Right. Well, when they only had the option of just taking the hammock. But by the time that you or for me personally, by the time that I take my hammock and my straps and my rain fly, my stakes for my rain fly, and of course, yep, I would like to have a bug net. I'm not, I'm not even including some other things that that might perhaps be nice to have with that. Just those items alone, we're starting to add a lot of weight. 
I'm not going to tell you exactly the amount of weight because it depends if you bought the single or the double, what type of stakes you're taking. Long story short, that's a lot of heavy weight if I'm backpacking. And so I have to weigh my options. So what are you going to take instead? I lately have been taking a tarp. Right. But with your tarp, you're still taking tent stakes and stuff. I am taking aluminum stakes and 50 feet of paracord. Right. But I can promise you that my weight is so minimal compared to everything you're going to need for your hammock. No. Absolutely. Not that you're going to need that some people take. Because I personally don't think that you need a bug net. Okay. Because what what months are you going camping? I go through the spring, then once it gets to summer, I wait until fall, and then I go. So you're only going spring and fall? Well, we we still go when there's mosquitoes out. Right. But so, that's one of the biggest reasons that I... Honestly, that's probably my favorite reason for getting the double. Isn't even comfort. My favorite reason is that you can fully cocoon yourself in it. You can grab both sides of it. Even with your sleeping pad and sleeping bag, you can grab both sides of it and pull it over the top of you so you're completely enclosed. And what I do is I do that, and I hold it with one hand, and I go to sleep. I wow. hold it closed. Wow. I would probably invest in, like, a clothespin. <laughs> Take it with you. <laughs> then you're trapped, and you can't get out. Oh, mercy. But here's another reason that I would prefer not to do that is because we're talking summer months. We're talking mosquitoes out. So now I'm wrapping this thing around me. If you've been camping in the summertime of August, it is so hot that not even a, a moth flying creates a breeze like you're not getting anything it is so hot that i can't hardly sleep i know but you i don't want to wrap up in some you don't want to sleep on the ground in the summer with all those ants and cockroaches and everything that can crawl over you get up off the ground yeah because i actually my set up my system so i would prefer to take a tent in that case if i'm going to be if i know i'm summer camping then I'm taking a tent. Now you're definitely heavier than a hammock. Absolutely not. <laughs> yes. No way. No. Yes. If you no. take a tent, you're heavier than a hammock. Depends what it's brand you're buying. The smallest tent you can buy is like three times the size no of a way. hammock. Absolutely not. Oh, come on. Now, are you only taking your hammock? That's it? My hammock and my straps. That's it? Yeah. So you're not you're not in the summertime, you're never going to take a uh, rain fly well, or yeah. your bug net? Yeah. I, I'm not taking my bug net, but I would have a, a rain fly. Okay. Well, then you're, you're getting the same... You're getting the same size as me. The only difference is that I'm going to have to do something with my poles. Like, they're not going to be able to collapse down, but my weight is all the same. Mm. My We're going to have to weigh this out. Oh, yes. I beg Let's do to it. differ. Oh, I'll bring my setup. You bring yours. Show down. We'll there find out who it is. There is no way that a tarp, a hammock with its straps, weighs more than a tent with stakes and poles and all that. No do you, way. Do you trip plan when you go, do when you go camping? Do I trip plan? Yeah. Do you know where you're going to camp each night when you go out and, and do these things? I'd like to say yes, but we we had a trip last year where we thought we did, and uh, well, we didn't. Thankfully, that we were at a place that had trees. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't have trees, are you going to be able to uh, use your hammock? No. Right. So that's well, another reason why I prefer a tent. Yeah, I guess if I bring some trekking poles. If you bring trekking poles, that would be very difficult with a hammock. However, you could definitely set up a tarp shelter with yes. some trekking poles. You know, when we talk about hammocks, for me, the number one reason why I have gotten away from hammocks, let me share it this way. I actually moved from Eno, and I moved into a system called the Lawson Hammock. I think it's Blue Ridge something. And it's got a built-in everything. It has a built-in bug net. It has a rain fly that goes over the top. I liked it so much because... You have one of those? I do have one of those. You can actually... Guys, I've never even seen this before. He's lying. 
These are what we used with when you and I guided a trip for WoW school, and, and a certain I guess I a certain have. participant flipped upside down I, in it. I guess I have seen them before. Yeah, yeah. I've, we have we have used them. Um, my system though. It still isn't as comfortable as I want it to be, and that was kind of what they were selling themselves on. Of like, you can you can sleep better in one of these, and it has it all built in. Have you seen the new Haven tent hammocks? That's my third thing that I really want to try one. Before I talk about that, real quick, anybody who knows anybody with Haven, hit us up. We would love for you to send us one so we could try it. So, before we talk about Haven XL, this Lawson setup is really neat because you don't have to use it as a hammock. It can be a single man tent so you can move it to the ground and that's actually why I purchased it because it is a tent hammock and there's so, probably so many brands out there that are like that Haven XL being one of them but the way they design this thing it is kind of um it's tippy it's, and and you can tip upside down in it I know I have people have right. that we know before have flipped up upside down in them so we have to be careful but it doesn't matter what hammock I've been in I get my back always hurts it, it, I, I don't get a good night's sleep. So here's my confusion. Yeah. If you have a tent hammock, why are you hanging it in the tree if it can be on the ground? What is the point? Oh, why why use this setup? Yeah, is it just cool? Because there are people that like to hammock. So it's just, it's just a preference that I like to be up off the ground. I think there's a lot of people that like to be off the ground. I think they actually feel more safe off the ground. However, if a black bear comes into any campsite... And there's someone laying on the ground versus someone hanging up in a hammock. Right, he's going to eat the person on the ground. No way, he's taking out the one hanging. It's a banana, you said. They see the banana hanging there and they want it. Come on. But, you know, hammocks are not comfortable for me. Um, I am a belly sleeper at home. I sleep on my stomach. Oh, that so would be tough. I, it is tough. So I've made the transition um, to try to do the whole back sleeping. I end up waking up in the middle of the night in my hammock on my side. Oh, so, I sleep on my side in my hammock. So yeah. I, my body's made it work because I end up on my side and, and it's still functional. But I haven't been for a hammock in a long time just because I don't wake up feeling refreshed. My back sore. I feel like my feet were above my head all night long. Now, I know how to set it up, which means I know... I'm going to make it as comfortable as I can. But there is a new brand called Haven XL. I've seen this. Um, a buddy of mine, his neighbors actually had them hanging outside. And it's the first time that I got to see them in person. I don't know these neighbors very well, so I didn't ask if I could borrow it or anything. Oh, just go out there and climb in. But let me tell you, the way they have designed this, I think I think I could <laughs> could actually probably get into it and, and probably feel like I had a good night's sleep. You imagine they just come out and... There's this dude just, just a dude sleeping in the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I've around been seeing here, these. I get shot. I've been seeing these. I had to give them a try. I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> but the way they design this, your, I'm going to call it your ridgeline, um, the weight-bearing part is actually up above you. Yeah, so you're hanging down below the right. strap. Yeah. You know, most hammocks in the past, your body's kind of in line somewhat with with that weight bearing, and that's what causes you to teeter totter, mm -hmm. you know, and and to maybe be sunken down in. This Haven XL, it looks so comfortable, like it is so square and boxy that I think I could lay on my stomach no problem and still have that kind of swinging, maybe fun effect that, that a hammock creates right. um, out there. Um, you know, another reason why I got into the hammocks was because all my friends were. So I had a lot of friends at the time, a lot of buddies. Um, Peer pressure. Yeah. No, we did. And and everybody got one because 
we found that you could actually set up a whole system in, in two trees. So, you know, whoever wanted to be on bottom, great. You'd set your hammock up. But then you could stand in that hammock and set another one up above that, and we created a ladder system where you you jumped up and spun yourself upside down into you know, all the way up. And we were like 20 feet high. I see that all the time. But and that, that was what I did in college. I do not do that I was going to say, it's dangerous. It's stupid. It's just to be cool. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. The only applicable reason for that would be if there was literally only two, if you're in the middle of Kansas and there was only two trees, nothing else anywhere. Right. But I mean, how often, most of the places you go, you're going to be able to find some anchor points, a couple of trees. I mean, maybe, but you're you're actually sharing another reason why I just don't care for hammocks anymore. Like, it's it's not something that I'm going to spend my time on. Before spend they your, came out. Spend your time on? My money on, my resources, my time. No. How fast can you set one up and take it down? Way faster than a tent. I've got a tent that I can set up in two seconds. Well, I got one of those, too. You did. You got one. <laughs> I can't wait to, to really put it to... Really put it to use. Um, I want to share this, though. Back when the Eno first came out, I'm telling you, hammock camping was was starting to catch on. There weren't a lot of options for chairs either. So when you're talking about going out backpacking. They do make great chairs. There weren't chairs. And a hammock does make a great chair. You can lower it down a little bit. You can even find two closer anchor points. And they make really good chairs. Yeah. If you want to make it a great chair, do not hang it tight. Right. Hang it a little bit more loose, and that double is great for that. You sit on one edge, and you pull the other side tight back behind your head. And I mean, it's a, it's an outdoor lounger. It's really comfortable. It, it is. But since then, there are companies that have come out with some super lightweight, very, very comfortable chairs. Camp chairs, yeah. Camp chairs, yeah. And I'm talking about that backpacking. Like, you're keeping your weight down, and you're going out, and you really want something to, to set in because... As much weight as I carry on my back when I get to camp, I want to relax. I want to be off the ground. I don't want to be bunched up trying to cook on the ground. I love having a chair. You know what would make that weight lighter? If you carried a hammock instead of a tent? I don't believe it. I cannot wait. <laughs> We're going to wait. I cannot it. wait to weigh test our equipment. I will say that instead of buying a, a like an inflatable sleeping pad, um, you can a lot of these chairs that are out there that you can use for camping – they also work as sleeping pads as well. So you can minimize your weight by doubling up a chair as a sleeping pad. And so there's so many ways to start minimizing your weight in all of this. What I, At the end of the day, though, I, Ben Brandell, I use a tarp and paracord. That's been really my shelter. And so I sleep directly on the ground. And really just all I take is my sleeping bag, my pillow, my tarp, and a piece of paracord with some stakes. And that whole setup is, is what I sleep in of a night. But that that only works. It's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it only works when it's cold. Well, I, I'm going to tell you this. You've had that, some terrible experiences with bugs. I have with bugs, absolutely. And that's why I should have taken a tent. Because a tent is a big bug net. That, that's, right. that's what a tent is. That's why it is probably better for people that have never been out before camping to go in a tent before they ever think about trying hammock camping mm-hmm. and, and any of that. Because it is it is difficult to get in and out of these things of a nighttime when you're waking up, having to use the restroom. And see, you can't even do anything. Let's say that you were doing a three-day trip, and on the second night it rained all night, and you woke up and it was raining all morning. You really couldn't get up and start your breakfast or prep or change your clothes or, or do a whole lot in a hammock. Whereas with tents and certain tents today – you can get up, wake up, get dressed, play card games, you know, hang out with somebody in your tent, um, which leads me to 
my last point of why I've moved away from hammocks and more into the tarp shelter systems or even a tent is because of people, my family. So if I'm taking out my wife and kids, there is no way that we can use a hammock system. No. You know, the hammock system is perfect for a single person that wants to go out and do the single person thing. But there are limita- a lot of limitations for me. Yeah. That's why I've moved into. Don't think because you got a double hammock that somebody's going to sleep with you. It yeah. is, it's next to impossible. You'll never get comfortable. You, you, I, yes, two people sleeping in a double hammock is, I, I don't even, I've never known anybody to do it. No, I mean, me and my son, we've actually taken naps. Um, we took it to the creek and I found a little spot next to the creek. We sat a little bit, took a little power nap. But um, but he was like four. Or but five. yeah, he was yeah. super tiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was like four. Yeah, I think he was four. Exactly yeah. right. So, so small. But I will say though that that was fun with the hammock, just going out and taking it for a day trip. That was awesome. Just yeah. a day trip thing, going out, hanging, using it as a chair, lounging in it, resting in it. I'm gonna tell you right now, my kids absolutely love the hammock. Yeah. They they will ask, "Let's go outside and play." Oh, can we get the hammock out? Right. There are times in the winter. I have an unfinished basement that's just framed out, so you have just the the wood studs. Dad, can we hang the hammock in the basement? Yeah, let's hang it up. All the time, they want to get the hammock out and hang it up. They love playing in it. They will roll around and wrestle in that thing. Mm-hmm. Kids love them. So even if you're not going to go camping in one, next time you're at Walmart or, or hop on Amazon, if you don't want to spend a bunch of money, get one of these more affordable $25, $30 options and just let your family try it. They they will love it. it. There's something about hanging from a tree in the outdoors that it does. It feels good. I guess the, the last tip I have for hammock camping, if you're going to go out and do it, is something I've learned, especially in my last system when I talked about the hammock tent, is lying slightly off middle or off kilter, they call it. So instead of your feet and head being right underneath the ridgeline, kind of get your whole body where it's shifted, where your your feet is on the left side and then your head is on, on then the right side and it's off kilter enough. That's actually going to allow you to, for me personally, when I did it, even in my Eno hammock, it allowed me to um, sleep better. I wasn't as bananaed. I wasn't as crescent mooned. I was a little more straight. Um, definitely worked better for me, but it sounds like a lot of these hammocks out there, when you do that, if you lie slightly off kilter, it's going to be um, a whole lot better for you to sleep in. Right. Spring is here. It's time to get a hammock if you don't have one. If you've got your hammock, it's time to get it out, get outdoors, and give it a try. You know, Ben and I have kind of taken some different stances on the whole hammock camping topic. We would love to hear your side, your stance. Who do you agree with? Do you have some points that we missed? Why hammocks are great, why they are not. Some tips that you could give us on how to use them that maybe you found that works for you. We have a new Facebook podcast page. It's called the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast Q&A page. It's a Facebook group. It's a private group, so uh, you'll have to request to be in it. If you're a listener, this is just for Meant to Be Out po- Meant to Be Outdoors podcast listeners. We would love just some more interaction. This is for, for people to share ideas and say, hey, thanks for sharing this, or hey, have you thought about this, or... Man, you guys are crazy. I totally disagree with what you said in the last episode. But this is just a place for a community of listeners to come together, uh, people who love the outdoors and outdoor topics uh, to share, um, and everybody can grow together. So we hope that you will find that. We've invited a lot of people, so check. Maybe we invited you. If you have not got an invite and you want to be part, please uh, request to join, and we'd be glad to approve you so that you can become part of that community. 
follow along on our normal Facebook page, Instagram, and TikTok as well. This is where we post videos. A lot of the stuff we talk about on the podcast, we actually will go do short, short form videos that show us applying some of the tips that we discuss on the show. It's a great way to visualize what we're actually talking about. Please, if you have not yet, we need your help. I know there's still people who have not because we have a lot more listeners than reviews that we have on iTunes. When you're done with listening to the show today, please leave us a review. It will help us move up the charts so other people can find the show as well so we can continue to grow as we move forward with the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We are going to be back on Thursday with a brand new Thursday episode. And as always, between now and that time, we hope that you find time to get outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.